Hi, and welcome to the latest podcast of On Purpose with Lane Sides. Listen, my job is to push you into purpose on purpose. Leader, thank you for joining me today. Uh, This week's podcast, I want to share six lessons that I learned from the life of David. You know, many anointed leaders have gone before us and they've paved the way for us. Perhaps the most overlooked leader whose legacy still lives on is David. He was the man known to be after God's own heart. Now, was David perfect? No. That's why I can identify with him. However, he possessed a tenacity and an integrity that would serve us well to act just like him or to emulate. In 1 Samuel 16, chapter 16 through 18, we learn many practical guidelines that can be applied to a leader's lifestyle. Listen, I'm going to give you six things real quickly that I learned from the life of David. Number one, looks can always be deceiving. When Samuel was sent out to anoint a new king, he first saw Eliab, Jesse's firstborn, and he thought this was the one. Speaking of Eliab, God reminded Samuel to look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. That's 1 Samuel 16 and 17. If we're not careful, uh, then it is easy to get caught up on our outward appearances as leaders. Listen, you've got to understand that Sometimes looks can be deceiving. Listen, I've had many people tell me, you don't look like a preacher. You don't act like a preacher. You don't sound like a preacher. Uh, And I am really good with that because looks can be deceiving. I've seen many people who were not truly called. They were mama called or they were preacher called and may have not been necessarily God called. And I found out that looks can be deceiving. A lot of times you have wolves in sheep's clothing. You have to be careful of that because looks can be deceiving. It's it's not whether they're handsome enough or dressed the appropriate way. I've had many people minister to me who were in ragged clothes and did not look like uh, the part of what everybody in Christendom thought they should look like. I remember one time a gentleman walked up to me. I was a young man in my 20s and he gave me a pocket knife and he said, God's called you to the apostolic. I thought that was the craziest thing I'd ever heard. He had overalls on. He had an old straw hat and he walked up and gave me a knife. What does a knife have to do with the fivefold apostolic ministry? Little did I know that this was a man of God and he was speaking my next level on me many, many years before I would ever walk into that calling. Looks can be deceiving. Don't be deceived by what others are following or others are running after. Know who you're following. Number one, looks can be deceiving. Number two, be faithful in the small things. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 11, we learn that David was out tending the sheep when Samuel came to anoint a new king. Tending the sheep. This was his everyday, mundane, no fame, no glory, menial task. He was called to greatness, yet being faithful in the small things. How many seemingly non-important tasks do we as ministers face every single day? If we're not careful, we will negate the insignificant for what society deems to be significant. However, God is looking for a leader who's faithful to complete the small task. Listen, God wants to know if I can trust you with a menial task. Because menial tasks are what gives God the ideology that he can trust us with something greater. So number one was looks can be deceiving. 
Number two, be faithful in the small things. You know, speaking of David, I can, uh, he's out tending the sheep. He has no idea what's going on in the house. He's, he's not invited to a party, a, a dinner that his father's having with a prophet who's going to anoint the next king. Can you imagine? the rejection that must have come over him when he realized he was the only one of his brothers who was not anointed. And so they bring him in. He's being faithful in the small things. They bring little dirty David in who's been out there in the wilderness, the the backside of the wilderness, tending the sheep. He's dirty. He smells like the sheep. Sheep dung on his feet. Listen, in that moment, they anoint David and pour that vial of oil, that horn of oil that Samuel had, as he lifted the horn of oil, the Bible says the oil began to flow because the oil will never flow until it finds the right one to flow over. It did not flow over any of David's brothers. It flowed over David. He lifted that horn of oil and it began to flow. And I could see that oil in my mind cutting through the dirt, running down David's little face making clean spots with the oil and he's being anointed. And when he's finished and they anoint him to be king, he looks at the prophet. Now this is my ideology. He looks at the prophet and says, so I'm anointed. And he says, yes, son, you're anointed. Are we done here? Yes, sir. We're done here, David. Can I go back out with the sheep? Because nobody's with them. Can you be faithful in the small things? Can God call you to greatness and still trust you in menial things? Oh, come on, somebody. Can he call you to be somebody that travels all over the world, but yet you tie up loose ends in your own life and make sure that that you touch people's lives in the dollar store, in the grocery store, in the big box store? Listen, number one was looks can be deceiving. Number two, be faithful in the small things. Number three, David was considered to be excellent. In fact, 1 Samuel 16 and 18 says he was an excellent musician. I believe in leaders walking in excellence. I, I tell my leaders often, Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies. We are a presentation. Be excellent. When duty called, David was ready to play music and fight giants because of the practice he did on his own, in private, in the field. No bright lights, no fog machines, or crowded venues. We must hone our skills so that when the time arrives, we are more than ready to play, sing, lead, preach, teach, uh, serve with a spirit of excellence. I never want my lack of ability to hinder what the spirit wants to accomplish in any service or anything I'm asked to do. The anointing breaks the yoke and carries us far. However, we must do our part to get past the technical aspects of what we do and allow the Holy Ghost and, and allow the people to go into the Holy of Holies and us take others there with us. Listen, can you be trusted with excellence? Will you choose to walk in excellence? Watch this. Number one was looks can be deceiving. Number two was be faithful in small things. Number three was be an excellent leader. Walk in excellence. Number four, maintain a strong work ethic and dependability. David in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verses 20 through 23 was sent by his father to check on his brothers. The word tells us that David didn't leave a mess. He was up at the crack of dawn and having arranged for someone to tend his flock, 
took the food and was on his way just as Jesse had directed him. His worth ethic was amazing and didn't lack anything. Jesse didn't have to take care of David's field because David did his job. He was up at it early and made preparations for the journey ahead and for his responsibilities behind. Man, what a work ethic that this generation needs more of in this day and age. Practically speaking, if you know that as a leader, you can't be in a particular service or a particular, particular serving day, then make preparations to find uh, a, a trained replacement. Get, get your part of what you're supposed to do ready, leader. Let the leader, let the main leader, the pastor, the leader of the ministry know simple things, yet they're disastrous if we don't take care of our business. Maintain a strong work ethic and dependability. Number one, again, was looks can be deceiving. Don't be fooled by what something looks like. Be faithful in the small things was number two. Number three, be an excellent leader. Number four, maintain a strong work ethic and dependability. Number five, this is so important. Don't wear other people's mantles or clothing. When Saul tried to give David his armor to fight Goliath, David had to refuse it. He couldn't wear Saul's mantle. It didn't fit him. He had to be himself and who God had called him to be. Listen, we all have leaders who have gone before us who have paved the way. I respect so many of the leaders whom I've watched and learned from down through the years. However, if I try to be them instead of me, then their anointing and their gifting and their talents will not fit me. I have unique abilities that never made sense to me as a child or a teenager. In fact, at times I was embarrassed and tried to hide the abilities because I didn't quite know what to do with them. But over time, I've come to see how the God-given abilities have aided my leadership path. I no longer despise the abilities or have them, but I found a way to use them for the glory of God. Be careful when your gifts make room for you. Other people will notice. Saul became jealous of David's rise in popularity with the people. Sad but true, 1 Samuel 18 and 5 shows that whatever Saul gave David to do, he did it and he did it well. Everybody, both the people in general and Saul's servants, approved of and admired David's leadership. Eventually, Saul becomes jealous and creates an interesting life for David. He even wants to kill David, but but listen, you've got to be yourself. You can't worry about what somebody likes or dislikes about your calling. Stay humble. Resist pride. First pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. That's Proverbs 16 and 18. Let me hit these first five before we hit the last one, and I'm going to end this podcast for today. Number one, looks can be deceiving. Don't be fooled. If it Just because it doesn't look like what you thought it would look like does not mean it is not what God has sent or said. Number two, be faithful in the small things. Number three, be an excellent leader. Number four, maintain a strong work ethic and dependability. Can we depend on you? Can your leader depend on you to be there when you don't feel well? Be there when when you don't feel like getting out of bed. Be there. Number five, I, I could go on that all day. Number five, don't wear other people's mantles or clothing. Number six, be wise in your friendships and relationships. David and Saul's son, Jonathan, became as close as brothers. Where you found one, you found the other. Inseparable. 1 Samuel 19 portrays the level of Jonathan's commitment to his friendship with David. Saul called his servants and Jonathan and commanded them to kill David. Because of Jonathan's deep love and loyalty to David, he found David and warned him of Saul's plan. As leaders, we must choose carefully who our friends are. 
We must ask God for discernment in the in this area of our lives. Wrong relationships can devastate your ministry. Do you hear what I just said? Wrong relationships can devastate your ministry. We must show love and compassion to everybody. We must not bear our souls to everyone we meet in the congregation. Honest, transparency, authenticity, yes. However, there will be times when the enemy will use people to bring confusion, lies, and division into your life. Remember, he seeks to kill, steal, and destroy, and will use co-laborers to assist if necessary. I don't believe that we have to walk around leery of everybody around us. This is not God's plan for our life. We should guard our hearts, our minds, our marriages, and our families from the attack of the enemy. The word teaches us that we we don't have wisdom because we don't ask for it. Listen, leader, ask for wisdom. Seek for discernment. Wisdom and discernment will carry you far down the road called ministry. There have been several occasions where I didn't have a piece about a person or a situation in my life. I was always glad in the end that I listened to that still small voice. Find a Jonathan in your life. In fact, you're blessed if you find two or even three Jonathans. Hold them in a special place in your life because they are a rare and precious find. Listen, let me give you the six keys one more time. The six lessons I learned from the life of David. Number one, looks can be deceiving. Number two, be faithful in the small things. Number three, be an excellent leader. Number four, maintain a strong work ethic and dependability. Number five, don't wear other people's mantles or clothing. Number six, be wise in your friendships and relationships. Listen, leader, that's all the time I have for today uh, on this week's podcast, On Purpose with Lane Sites, where my purpose is to push you into purpose on purpose. Listen, if you're ever in the Atala, Gadsden, Alabama area, come visit us. Every Tuesday night, we have Leap Leadership Academy. This is a free school where I'm training leaders on a regular basis. You can find it on Facebook. Lane Sites Ministries presents Leap Leadership Academy. And you can watch our live uh, services or watch the archive services. Or you can be in the building Tuesday nights at 5.15 for prayer, 6 p.m. promptly for teaching. Uh, and that's Leap Leadership Academy. Leap is an acronym for Leaders Excelling and Advancing on Purpose. You don't want to miss it. Join us on Facebook or in person. Also, and I'm going to give you the address in just a second. Also, the culmination of our week is Friday nights. That's our Friday fire service. That's live worship. That's a powerful apostolic word and prophetic unction and activation. Uh, and that's, that's when we pray for people and give prophetic words and insight. We've got one more of those for, for this year. Listen, we've got one more of those for this year. You don't want to miss it, all right? Friday nights at 6.30 for intercession, 7.15 for worship. You do not want to miss it. And our address, it's Lane Sites Ministries Global Ministry Center. Listen, 209 Gilbert Ferry Road, Atala, Alabama, 35954. And that is suite number four. Again, that's Lane Sites Ministries Global Ministry Center. 209 Gilbert Ferry Road, Suite 4, Atala, Alabama, 35954. We'd love to see you at any time. Listen, until next week later, know that I love you, I'm praying for you, and I believe in you. We hope to see your face in this place soon. God bless you.